Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another episode. Today's episode is about the one skill that the computer won't be able to replace yet. And there's a lot of talk, I mean, I, I recently went to ACRP, and there was a lot of talk at the conference about some of this great technology, eSource, ICF, um, and all these remote technologies that would essentially make the CRA's job much less slash much different. Um, one, one person from one of these companies even joked, said that there will be no need for the CRA to even go on site anymore if they were to use all of their technologies. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous because there are a lot of skills, and I learned this from actually one of the big things I took away from the conference was, I mean, even though I'm a CRA, I didn't really think about it this way, but there are a lot of skills that the CRA does on site that cannot be replicated by a robot, by the computer that are in, instrumental to the uh, studies and the site's success. Uh, one of those obviously is the ability to speak with the investigator face-to-face -face and the study team face-to-face. -face. But before I get into this topic a little bit more, I want to talk to you guys about the resume review program. I've been getting a lot of interest in that lately. So it has slightly been revamped. I've added a more premium level product, which includes basically everything that the other ones do, basically full resume, uh, full LinkedIn profile review, uh, and full... Uh, interview prep guide you through the process the entire time. So that's a premium level product that's going to be uh, available also. Uh, but there's also the the ones from the basic where if you just want uh, your resume reviewed with some Word documents, and then the most popular one is the one I call the professional package, which uh, which has my voice going over your resume line by line, item by item and making the changes that need to be changed. So you can go replay that, rewatch that as many times as you want to understand uh, what I'm saying. And that's one of the most popular ones, and that's the that's obviously the one where I think a lot of people have had the most success. Uh, but the next level up from that, the Elite Package too, has been really, really popular in the last few months. Actually, I think that one has even outsold the Professional Package because of the uh, not only does it have the resume review, but it also has the uh, interview preparation too. So a lot of people have been getting jobs lately. A lot of job offers have been coming through lately. And I'm so happy for you guys' success out there. So if you're interested in that, email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. So the skill that the CRA does that cannot be replicated by the computer is none other than teaching. Wait. ECRG, you said teaching? A CRA is supposed to be like an auditor. What do you mean by teaching? Well, actually, a CRA is somewhat of an auditor, but they're there to work with the site. So when a site's documents aren't great, when you know they're not doing their IP accountability correctly, when they're not doing certain things correctly, it is up to the CRA to then go on site and teach them how to do it correctly. Um, that is a component of the CRA's job. And a lot of CRAs don't actually like that. They feel like they should not have to teach study coordinators how to do aspects of their job. They feel like that responsibility should be on the site. And of course, the site does have a responsibility to do that. The site and the PI and anyone else who is kind of overseeing the study coordinators, they do have a responsibility to help train them. But also, there's tons of retraining, like when a new protocol amendment comes out, 
Uh, the coordinators have to be retrained on the differences between that protocol and the previous protocol. Um, if they aren't doing something correctly, like if they're not doing a specific test correctly, or if they're not, they keep making protocol deviations because something needs to be done at a specific time, 10 minutes after this, et cetera, et cetera, then they need to be retrained on how it needs to be done. So that is one of the most important aspects of a CRA's job that cannot be replicated by the computer yet. And I'm saying yet just because, you know, I feel like anything is possible with these computers, especially when AI starts uh, kicking in and they start learning from themselves. But that's one of the best things about having a CRA go on, CRA go on site is that training aspect that is not going to be as effective when done remotely or when done uh, by self by self reading or whatever on the study coordinator's part, because that's already how a lot of training is done, but they still require retraining on a lot of aspects. So I just wanted to discuss this because a lot there's a lot of notion out there in the clinical research community that CRAs are going to be extinct or they're just going to be working remotely or you know from time to time. And of course, there's going to be some changes to the role, no doubt about it. But one of the thing, most important things why CRA, I believe, will continue to go on site even after risk-based monitoring becomes fully implemented and remote monitoring becomes uh, you know, more of a stakeholder in the industry is because of that training and teaching aspect that is so vital to a site's success. And... You know, I think I think a lot of people, you know, the industry is very, very slow to change anyway. So, you know, there's the technology out there for, you know, the CRA's job to be less and for a lot of things to be done remotely. The technology is there now, but it's not really being adopted that quickly. Um, it's not an industry standard to have all these e-source documents and e-informed consents and things of that nature. There are a lot of sites that are still using 100% paper. Um, they're not even... There are not even a lot of sites that use e-regulatory documents. There's a lot of sites that still have binders. So it's really going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort to kind of move along this path. So I think CRAs are going to be good for, as far as in their current uh, working capacity, for at least another five to ten years. And then it might start really changing after that. Um, but as far as going on site, building that relationship with the investigator, and the site staff is vitally important. That will always be important, even if they go on site just for that, just for going to the, meeting with the investigator. Um, maybe it could change to more of like a, you know, salesy role where you know they you know take them out to eat for lunch or something like that, because um, there's less to do on site. Um, but the training aspect and the relationship aspect of the CRA's role is going to be vitally important. And that's something you just can't replace with the computer or by talking remotely. You just can't replace that connection. And of course, sponsors and sites, sponsors want good relationships with their sites because they tend to use these sites over and over again if a sponsor has a specialty in a certain uh, therapeutic area and indication. So they want that good relationship with the sites. And that's what you get when you send someone out there on an ongoing basis to uh, communicate with the site and be in a good relationship with the site. So that's what you get that a computer cannot replace. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Just want to talk to you a little bit about that because of the notion out there that CRAs are going to be replaced or they're going to be 100% home-based or there's never going to be a need for a CRA to go on site. 
that's just wrong. And I think that's very, very short-sighted. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, if you've got any questions, email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Take care.